It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Chore time at the shank of the day on a Thursday morning. Pretty nice day. It won't be as nice as yesterday, but still shouldn't be too bad around our area. And uh, again, we've got uh, temperatures yesterday. We got 66 or something like that. 48 today. So it'd probably feel a little cold for you, but there's no fog out there that I saw anyway. But be careful anyway. 48 today, 44 tomorrow, and then warming up by Sunday. We should be uh, probably in the low 60s again. So uh, good weather if you're going down to day two of uh, Farm Technology Days. We've got a lot of chores to get at today. We're doing the chores alone this morning. Jill is off today. St. Patrick's Day, uh, she told me she likes to get started early so she can be... Get all blazed up, sleep it off by noon, and then get back to work for the afternoon. <laughs> no, I don't know. Jill is off today. She's uh, got some things to take care of, so we'll uh, get an update. She'll be back tomorrow morning. In the meantime, as we said, we'll do the chores alone on this St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Everybody's Irish on March 17th. And uh, give a shout-out to Donnie up at the Main Street Cafe in the heart of downtown Bloomer. He's busy putting together his corned beef and cabbage buffet. That's going to be served from 11 until 7 today. So uh, get up to Bloomer and enjoy an authentic corned beef and cabbage, uh, rutabaggies, carrots, onions, potatoes, and, of course, green pie. So Donnie's up and at them and getting that all set for you. That'll be up at the Main Street Cafe, 11 to 7 today. Celebrate it with Donnie and the gang up there. Also, Chippewa County, speaking of Chippewa County, the uh, Farm Technology Days 2024 course is going to be into Chippewa County this year, and there will be an organizational meeting today at 1130. I'll remind you of that uh, as we go along in the program today. But very important, it'll be just an hour meeting, 1130 to 1230, on Technology Way. The Chippewa County Economic Development Corporation will be uh, hosting that. And everyone is welcome that wants to get involved in Farm Technology Days. They've got to put together an executive committee, take a look at some committee chairs, committee members. Remember, this is an all-volunteer show. And if you want to help out, you can come across county lines if you want. They'll accept foreigners, so to speak, into Chippewa County. But again, that's a very important meeting, so don't just sit on your hands and uh, expect that show is going to happen without your help, especially folks in Chippewa County. If you're retired, uh, looking for something to do, this is a good way to do it. And uh, again, this show doesn't happen without the public getting involved. So that meeting today, 11.30 to 12.30, it's an organizational meeting for Farm Technology Days 2024 in Chippewa County. Of course, they've got to, as we said, start by putting that executive committee together and then proceed from there. So very, very important. And also another meeting, organic farming and managed grazing today, 1 to 3 at the Jackson County Extension Office in uh, Black River Falls, of course, at the Jack Pine Room. So, again, that's another important meeting today for organic farming and managed grazing, 1 to 3 this afternoon at the Jackson County Extension Office. And we'll remind you of that and a whole lot more this morning. It's a Thursday at Wax. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
Quick check of our weather this morning brought to you by Marquardt Motors. And remember, they're hiring a metal technician in their high-volume auto body shop. If you qualify for that, get them because Marquardt offers a competitive salary and a a generous benefit package. You can apply for that job in person or call MarquardtMotors.com. Well, we're looking about 48 today and cloudy, so cooler than yesterday when we got into the 60s. Friday, 44, cloudy again. Over the weekend, warming up 52 on Saturday, 61 on Sunday, partly sunny, then a chance of rain on Monday and Tuesday. Monday, about 54. It's 36 degrees right now here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. Thursday morning at Wax, we're 36 right now and cloudy day today. We'll get in the 40s cool spots, uh, Rice Lake. 30 this morning. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX. So, Claire, let's find out what's going on, shall we? Lone Star ticks that carry the Heartland virus are now found in six states. Steve Greenfield reports. A new study in the CDC publication Emerging Infectious Diseases says the ticks have been found in New York, Alabama, Georgia, Illinois, Kansas, and Missouri. The Heartland virus can cause muscle pain, headache, nausea, and diarrhea. Severe cases can lead to hospitalization. A few older people with medical conditions have already died. In total, only 50 cases of the virus have been reported. So far, Instagram's new parental controls are launching in the U.S. The new controls will allow parents and guardians to set limits on the amount of time their children can spend on the app, receive notifications when they report another user, and their follower following activity. The Ellen DeGeneres Show is coming to an end in May. Brian Shunk has more. The daytime talk show announced its final episode will air on May 26th after 19 seasons. In the coming weeks, former First Lady Michelle Obama, David Letterman, Zac Efron, and DeGeneres' own wife, Portia de Rossi, will appear as guests on the show. The show announced following the May 26th date, the rest of the summer will be filled with guest hosts and competition shows until the Kelly Clark Clarkson Show takes over the time slot. I'm Brian Shook. A corgi is okay after it reportedly swam seven miles to shore after falling off a yacht in Florida. John Atwood brought his dog Jessica with him when he went to help his mom and stepdad take their yacht from Florida to North Carolina for the hurricane season. Atwood noticed Jessica was no longer on the boat. After searching for more than 24 hours, a post on social media led to a Rockledge resident contacting Atwood to say Jessica had come ashore in her backyard. I'm Trey Thomas. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll take a quick check of our weather, get the markets and a whole lot more on a Thursday morning. But again, boys basketball tournament going on this weekend. We want to say good luck to some teams uh, that are in our listening area. Closest is uh, Cameron. Cameron will be in Division 4, and I don't have the schedule in front of me, unfortunately, so I'm not sure when these teams play. But Cameron in Division 4, Bangor in Division 5, West Salem in Division 3, and Lacrosse Central in Division 2. So good luck to all those teams as, uh, again, we uh, get to boys basketball. Cloudy, 48 today. 
48 on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday be nice. 61 on Sunday, partly sunny. Chance of rain on Monday and Tuesday, but about 54 on Monday. Rice Lake, the cool spot at 30. Medford's 38. Wausau, Marshfield, 41. La Crosse uh, checking in about 43 this morning. Green Bay is also at 43. Madison, Sun Prairie at 39. Milwaukee's at 51 this morning. And again, it's 36 right here in Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's take a look at the numbers this morning, courtesy, of course, of Rural Mutual Insurance. In the cash livestock trade, choice fed beef steers trading 127 to 145, mixed a dollar to a dollar 26. Choice fed beef heifers also 127 to 145, with the mixed 90 to a dollar 26. Choice fed Holstein steers 118 to 130, select and choice 96 to 117. Cows 70 to a dollar five, the bulls 75 to 109. Butcher hogs 67 to 77, the sows 66 to 68, the boars 27 to 27 and a half. New crop market lambs 145 to 190, old crop 110 to 165, feeder lambs a dollar 70 to 340. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures, live cattle were lower yesterday. April closed 139.35, down a dollar and a half. June cattle 135.52, down 127. August 136.50, down 80. October 143.77, down 67. Feeder cattle, they were mixed, mostly higher. April 162.62, that was up two. May at 167.27, down to August and September were both up 45 cents. August contracts, 180.37, September 183 even. Lean hog carcass contracts, they were mostly higher, although April was two cents lower, closing at 102.37. May at 111 even, up 35. June at 120.47, up 40 cents. In July, 119.45, that was up 30. And on the Board of Trade, prices closed during the day trade yesterday lower, but uh, for the most part, they came back uh, higher trade overnight with Ukraine uncertainty and interest rate hikes. And also, if you're following this crude oil price, it uh, continues to slowly come down. April crude at a dollar nine, and they're down a dollar nine, and that puts the April crude price at ninety five thirty five a barrel. And if you're buying gas, if you're leaving this morning, going down to PDPW or someplace, buy gas here. You get it at three seventy five. You don't get far down the interstate, and it's three ninety nine. You know, that's a 24, 25 cent difference. So again, uh, gas prices all over the board around uh, the countryside, but uh, definitely higher down further south you go, which is unusual. But the, that's the way it was yesterday. And I know these things change about every day. So just be aware. And now let's take a look. Overnight, July corn did come back seven cents, sitting at 704. The oats up a dime at 620. The wheat for July took a hit yesterday, but back up at under $11 now, up six cents. 
ten forty eight overnight, and July soybeans up nine cents, sixteen thirty five, with meal for July up twenty cents a ton at four sixty five ninety. Dairy markets uh, lower yesterday. Barrel cheese lost four cents, falling to a dollar ninety eight a pound. The blocks down seven at two oh five, and the butter unchanged at two seventy three and a half. March class three up a penny at twenty two thirty eight. Then we went lower. We've uh, got April below $23 now at twenty two eighty eight, down 53 May down 54 at twenty three thirty three. June down 39 at twenty three seventy, and July down 30 cents at twenty three seventy. So, again, that's where the markets are this morning. Courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance, it's 10 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock here at Wax. Again, we've got 36 degrees. We'll go up to about 48 today. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, it's time again for our Alcivia Co-op Talk. An opportunity to find out a little bit more behind the scenes on how Alcivia is operating across the state of Wisconsin. Remember, for more, anytime you can go to Alcivia dot com and find some details but this morning we are visiting with mary williams now mary is a part of a team within Alcivia, the food safety and quality assurance manager you know first of all mary that probably doesn't necessarily speak to all the elements that you and your team touch within Alcivia. we're talking about feed but feed ingredients today come from a lot of different places in a lot of different forms, and you folks have a lot more regulations you've got to comply with, don't you? Um, definitely. Uh, back in 2011, the Food Safety Modernization Act was passed, and it really set a different tone for mill operations, which have to carry through to our customers that we need to deliver feed to our customers that's nutritionally balanced, and um, we have to start with the raw materials all the way through our manufacturing processes and our delivery processes to be sure that um, we deliver safe and wholesome feed. Yep. Yeah, let's talk a little bit. I mean, we talk about feed ingredients, but you really have to monitor feed ingredients from not only the sources they come from, right on down to size. Tell me about some of the examples that producers would be familiar with. Well, first of all, um, a lot of different raw materials come in and we monitor those suppliers, um, both nutritionally and we have um, magnets in our facilities. Sometimes um, metal can get into the raw materials as even our customers know when they harvest their crop. They may pick up stray metal and things like that. We have magnets that take that out and we monitor that. But from a nutritional perspective, we're constantly checking and analyzing our raw materials to be sure that that they meet the nutritional components. So when we formulate, we deliver that guaranteed diet. But one unique thing that's going on this year is um, that greatly affects our dairy producers is the corn crop is really hard this year. And so when the cow tries to eat it, they are not able to get to that starch in that kernel. So to be able to help with that, as we roll the corn, we get it to a targeted micron size, and that's where the magic happens is getting that sub-400 level um, micron, and that micron makes that starch available to the cows, and we analyze that internally. We collaborate with external labs to be sure that our data is matching up, and we have seen some wonderful milk responses from our dairy herds 
um, because we know what that micron size should be to release that starch. Yeah, extra set of eyes. I mean, that's something that I think many times farmers, uh, especially those feeding livestock, might take for granted. You know, the other thing that I want all of our audience to realize, Mary, Mary Williams, along with us from Alcivia, is the traceability element in all of agriculture. Sometimes I think people don't think of feed as a traceable uh, item, but you folks really do a fantastic job all the way through the process. Yes, um, you know, it starts with knowing where your feed comes from, and it's nice that, you know, we're a cooperative and very grassroots, so we appreciate that our customers um, believe in us and bring their corn to us and grain bank it. So if they bring it into our bins, we can trace what bin it came from and through our mill and out to the farm. When we're buying raw materials from other suppliers, we must be able to trace that. Some of the higher regulated items like medications have other regulations attached to them. And we know when we use that the lot number, we manage our sequencing and flushing so that we can eliminate any risks of cross-contamination from, you know, our mill all the way through to the farm. Right. Mary Williams along with us, if you're just joining us. She's the Food Safety and Quality Assurance Manager for Alcivia. And you make a good point, Mary. Mary is the voice we're talking to today, but at Alcivia, you've got a team dedicated to food safety and quality. Yes. You know, as I mentioned, the raw materials we buy, we can't make feed without them. And we have our purchasing team where we buy a lot of those materials. Obviously, our customers may bring some of those materials in. We then must formulate it. Um, we have myself and our feed safety, food safety team. Operations makes that feed, and we move it out through our drivers, and ultimately at the farm gate, there's our sales team. So any one of us may have contact with our customer base, and it's about getting it right the first time, and, and we all must work together. By doing that as a team, we ensure that we comply with the regulations and ultimately, we have happy customers that are humans because they're paying the bills, but also um, our other customer, which is our animals, and that they have a happy and nutritious eating experience. Accountability and traceability. That's another story for all Civia. Sharing it today, Mary Williams, Food Safety and Quality Assurance Manager. Don't take that feed for granted. They certainly do not. Want to find out more about the folks behind the scenes at Alcivia and all the products and service opportunities available? Go to alcivia.com. And that is our Alcivia Co-op Talk with Mary Williams. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got farm news to take a look at. Also, we're going to get a little update on the climate situation. Collaboration on uh, the climate industry. What's going on with that? But uh, here's something that we've just done, turned our clocks ahead. And if you haven't heard this, agriculture is one area that is always talked about when it comes to daylight saving time, whether you like it or not. But it looks like we may not have a choice beginning in 2023. Earlier this week, the U.S. Senate unanimously passed the Sunshine Protection Act, which if passed in the House and signed by the President, would make daylight saving times permanent in the continental United States beginning next year. The bill will still allow, though, Arizona and Hawaii to remain on standard time year-round. So not a done deal yet, but it's moving through. All right, coming up, we'll talk about climate next, right here on WAX. For those who work in acres... 
not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. If you follow our winter weather, it's been cold, it's been snowy, it's been warm. What does that mean? Is climate change a reality? Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And, of course, a lot of people say, yes, we are going through a climate change. Stephanie, you talked to some people that are trying to prove it or disprove it or whatever. They're looking at science as far as climate, right? That's right. And their argument is Wisconsin can't rely on the east or west coast for climate action policies that work for the Midwest. So the University of Wisconsin became a founding member of the Midwest Climate Collaborative. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. The group launched this year, and it aims to bring together that climate research across the Midwest and create policy models for cities and the private sector. And this includes agriculture and other industries that make the Midwest who we are. Midwest Climate Collaborative Director Heather Navarro talks with me about the collaborative's goals and how she plans to bring agriculture, manufacturing, and other industries to the table. Yes, well, we the collaborative itself launched on January 28th. Before that, though, there had been about a year and a half of virtual summits and a think tank series that was convening, com- convening folks from all over the Midwest region. And kind of what came out of that was this desire to have an ongoing effort that could do more than simply convene and share ideas, but actually develop and implement a climate action agenda. So having an actual organization with staff, which right now is me, um, to start carrying out the, the ideas and implementing the solutions that have been talked about over the last few years. And your membership is primarily education, university entities, and it sounds like a very research-focused organization. Well, so, so far, yes, we do have a lot of members from higher ed, and I think that's partly a reflection of how this got started, um, because it was a think tank series bringing folks together who are working on this. But there's a recognition that, you know, the universities aren't going to be the ones implementing the solutions. You know, so whether it's local government, whether it's in the business sector, wherever that is, we've got to make those connections from whether it's, you know, the, the research, the education, the leadership development and training that's happening at the university level, that has got to be trans- Translated into action, and it's going to be done through local governments, corporations, you know, nonprofits, all, all of those things. So the collaborative does have so it's heavy right now on on higher ed institutions, but we do have several local governments: St. Louis, Kansas City, Carmel, Indiana, Columbus, Ohio, who are all uh, members, as well as Millipor Sigma is. Um, our biggest corporate member right now. And so we will be looking to expand. You know, we just launched on the 28th. And now that we're out there, you know, I anticipate we'll be we'll be building out that that membership to be more diverse. But research is definitely a piece of it. And and as I've been talking to our nonprofit members and, and some of our local government members, that's the part that they're really actually excited about is to have some good data. You know, they're trying to implement policies or practices and being able to have a link to these research institutions is going to be really um, invaluable. Anytime that there's a new organization out there that's looking to fight climate change, make a difference in, in our environment, we like to talk about what agriculture has to do with that. Does agriculture have a voice in taking climate action? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and especially here in, in the Midwest. And the solutions to 
to climate change, a lot of them are going to come from the ag sector because our farmers are our greatest stewards of, of the land. And so, you know, they've got to be at the table. There's so much potential there for us all to be working together. And, and the biggest impacts of climate change are often felt in the ag community, whether that's flooding, drought, pests. I mean, all of those things, I mean, they are, our, our agriculture sector is, I mean, is in many ways a frontline community. I mean, they are seeing these changes um, and they're also the ones who can, you know, they, they have a lot to bring to the collaborative, I think, in, term, in terms of what solutions are going to actually work. And every year they have an opportunity to put something into practice and, and to try out solutions. So it's definitely, I mean, agriculture is, is you know, if not the biggest sector that we're going to be working with, one of the biggest here in the Midwest. Taking climate action is a phrase that is used a lot among different organizations or companies when it comes to environmental sustainability, but what does it mean? What does climate action look like? What proposals, what policies are you guys going to try to bring to the table? No, it's a great, a great question. And so right now, so I came on, so the launch was 20, the 28th. I came on on the 25th. So my the first few months, we were going to be really getting the collaborative up and running. But we do have a few projects so far, and then we expand, expect to, um, to broaden those. And one of those is a, a climate research agenda. Um, so, you know, we know there's a lot of research going on at the university level. How much of that is actually informing policies and practices on the ground? So we're going to need to be hearing from folks in the ag industry about, you know, what are the questions that you have that, you know, science could be, could be asking. Um, so that's one of the early stage projects. But I think eventually what we'll see in the future is, um, you know, possibly model policies for counties and, and municipalities in the Midwest that are, are developed and designed with the Midwest in mind. Um, there are so many things. So I used to work in local government. I was um, an elected city official here in St. Louis for four and a half years. And when I would work on policy, so much of the, the research that I would get would come from L.A., Miami, Houston. And I just thought, you know, the, they, they have different weather than us. You know, they don't have the same old housing stock that we do. They don't have the same land practices that we, that we do. And so one thing I think is going to be really helpful here is that whether it's happening at the local level or the state level, we're going to be able to develop policies using research and experience from people and communities here in, in the Midwest. Um, I think there are also some really great things happening in in ag around the Midwest, you know, whether it's, you know, cover crops, whether it's looking at, you know, what crops are going to thrive um, in, in floodplains, knowing that we're going to have more precipitation. Um, and taking those pilot, kind of those pilot programs or things that have worked in one area and really elevating those, expanding those, amplifying them, finding some replicable practices. So it would be great to know, you know, what's, and I know it's not all, you know, farming in Minnesota is different than, than farming in northern Missouri, for example. But I think we're going to be able to really build up a community that can share and, and replicate successes. And again, that is Heather Navarro with Climate Collaboration, talking about uh, things that are being done as far as... Uh, Making our world a better place. Twenty and a half minutes after five, we're going to try it again. Didn't get it through yesterday. We'll see if we can get a hold of Rocky next from over at Premier Livestock. 
The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, we got him. He can hide, but uh, he can't escape us for long. Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock is with us. Good morning, Rocky. Hey, good morning. I suppose uh, that weather yesterday, you went to the beach early and didn't have time to call us, huh? Well, I wish I could have. Uh, it was a beautiful <laughs> day, but we were in the barn all day, but... Uh... It was uh, it was a good day in the barn too. Well, that's a, that is a good thing. And uh, what uh, next next Friday it'll be a big day out in the lot, right? Yeah, it will be. Yep, we'll talk about that. But big right. machinery sale, you bet. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to the livestock first. How they been selling this week? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday Wednesday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. We had a very large dairy cattle auction yesterday. We sold over four hundred head of dairy cattle. Uh, majority of the run was organics with uh, four complete uh, herd dispersals, three of those being organic. The top supreme fresh cows brought 1,800 to 3,000. Uh, 75% of the one herd sold over $2,000. Lots and lots of cows from 22 to 3,000. Uh, many other decent cows from 1,200 to 1,775. Uh, the top uh, conventional spring and heifers were 1300 to 1875 We had organic springers up to $2,500. Uh, lesser quality cows and spring and heifers, uh, 1200 and down. Today, Thursday, uh, special dairy cattle, special dairy herd dispersal. That's going to be a one-owner dispersal. We're not taking consignments today. Uh, we're going to have 300 Holstein Parlor freestall cows. They're going to be averaging 87 pounds. Got a 4-2 fat. Going to be a 175 cell count. 2x milking on this herd. Lots of cows. 100 to 150 pounds. They're going to be 60 years AI bred, AI sired. Uh, the herd will all pretty much all be bred AI to Angus. If you're looking for really nice cows, we're going to have them today. Uh, we're going to have for St. Patrick's Day and the herd dispersal for the milkies. Uh, we're going to be offering free ice cream and St. Patrick's Day cookies today. Uh, auction will start at 11 o'clock a.m. Don't forget online bidding will be available for today's auction on Cattle USA. Uh, full details and pictures of today's herd on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Next week, uh, Auction reminders, like we said at the top, we got a machinery auction next Friday. We are starting at 9 o'clock a.m. Uh, note, we will be selling in three rings all day. If you do go to our website, you can click on ring one. You can click on ring two. Uh, if you're looking for certain items, you don't see them on ring one or you don't see them on ring two. That means they will be offline and will not be for online bidding. Obviously, we have uh, in-person bidding, uh, but the online bidding will be through equipmentfacts.com. So very, very large auction. If you got questions, uh, you got uh, uncertain pieces of equipment, give us a call. We'll get you in touch with the owner, uh, get you more details on it. And uh, due to the auction uh, next uh, Friday, like I said, we are very limited on room. Uh, we are not going to have a hay auction next week. So we do ask that please no hay deliveries for next week. If you do have hay at the market uh, this week, uh, we really, really appreciate if you could get your hay out just to give us a little bit more room uh, so we can spread items out a little bit more. Questions? Give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500, and that's how it's shaped up, Bob. Oh, I bet those cookies are going to be good today. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, they got my mouth watering. Hey, you have a good St. Yep. Patrick's Day, Rocky. Hey, you too. Thanks. There he goes. Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Brought to you by the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. We'll take a look at our weather next. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? 
Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select Ford trucks and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, we had a nice day yesterday. What about today and going forward? Let's find out on this St. Patrick's Day morning. Mike O'Dandria is with us over in the Skywarren 13 weather room. Good morning, Michael. That's a good Irish name. Yeah, well, that is, too. Good morning, Bob. How you doing? Good. Who got the warmest around the area yesterday? Well, lacrosse hit their first 70-degree day of the year. They so. Did, huh? uh isn't that nice? I wish that would have just crept up just a little further north. That would what did we great. get? What did we actually get around Eau Claire? We topped out at 60 degrees for just about two minutes, but uh, mostly it was 59 degrees was uh, for most of the day anyways. Uh, well, I'll take it. Yeah, you know, that one degree, doesn't. it's not really much in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> but that change from 59 to 60 mentally is huge. It really is, but... Uh... And in a few days, we might see it again. Huh? What's what's ahead? Well, quiet conditions, really. Today is going to be above average, but still a little on the cool side. We'll maintain mostly cloudy conditions really going through uh, into the weekend. Today, topping out into the upper 40s before later tonight dipping to around the freezing point. Now, tomorrow's going to be a little cooler, kind of running around the seasonal average into about the low to mid 40s, right on par with where we should be. Friday night dipping into the upper 20s. Now for Saturday, most of those clouds will clear out by the early afternoon. We'll have mostly sunny conditions and temperatures returning back to the 50s. And Saturday night, mostly clear conditions dipping to around 30. But then Sunday, this is where we might return back to the 60s. It'll be a picture-perfect day for your first day of spring with sunny conditions and temperatures getting into the upper 50s and potentially, again, hitting that 60-degree mark. Right now, we're a far cry from that in Eau Claire with a temperature of 36 degrees, a couple clouds out there. I'm Skyward 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. When's the next chance of precipitation? That's going into the start of next week, okay. where it looks like that might drag on Monday night into uh, most of the day on Tuesday as well. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that as well. Thank you, Mike. Have a good St. Patrick's Day. You too. Top of the morning to you. I know that's a greeting, but you know what? I do what I can. It works. It works. <laughs> Thanks, Have a good Mike. one, Bob. You bet. There he goes. Mike Dandria over there. At uh, Skywarn 13 with a look at our weather as we're almost 23 minutes now before 6 o'clock at WAC. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 22 minutes before 6 o'clock, uh, some or other farm news this morning. The latest USDA World Supply and Demand Estimates had some good news for dairy farmers the other day. That report forecasts that the U.S. all milk price this year will go up about a dollar and a half to a record twenty-five oh five a hundred. That would break the previous record set in twenty fourteen. Economists say lower cow numbers, less milk per cow this year will lower total production and push prices higher for milk, cheese, butter, and non-fat dry milk. And they also added that consumer demand for real dairy products is also getting stronger. And for the first four months of this year. It's a fiscal year, of course, which begins October 1st, the first four months of this year, the fiscal year. U.S. farm exports up 9% from a year ago, $68.5 billion, but one of our biggest customers lagging behind. U.S. farm product sales to China so far this fiscal year are down 4% to $17.5 billion. On the crop side, the Chinese have purchased 7% less corn and sorghum, 5% less soybeans from us so far this year. Chinese livestock purchases have been mixed. Pork 
down 71%, but Chinese beef purchases from us almost 170% higher than this time last year. Poultry's up 17% from a year ago. And also on the calendar side of things, don't forget Chippewa County kicking off Farm Technology Days 2024 with an organizational meeting today at 1130. That'll be at the Chippewa County Economic Development Corporation office on Technology Way in Chippewa Falls. That's 1130 until 1230. They're looking to elect members to the executive committee, assigned committee chairs, and also anyone that wants to sign up to be a member of any of the committees. And there are a lot of grounds and food and traffic and parking and on and on it goes. Need a lot of volunteers, so don't wait to be called. Please volunteer. That makes this show so much better, and it's a community activity you will enjoy being part of. So that's today in uh, Chippewa County. If you want to cross the county line and help out, that's a good thing, too. So, again, that'll be 1130 today over at the uh, Chippewa County Economic Development Corporation uh, office there on Technology Way in Chippewa Falls. Also going on today, organic farming and managed grazing meeting. That'll be 1 to 3 this afternoon at the Jackson County Extension Office. So again, don't forget some important things coming up around the area. Another good Alpharex alfalfa, Alpharex seed operator in our area, Jerry Crows in the Deer Park area. And uh, Jerry, you're a farmer dealer in the Deer Park area. How many years have you been working with Alpharex selling their seed? It'll be coming this year, be 10 years. Wow. What have farmers said about it, the guys that have planted it and come back again? What do they like about Alpharex? They like the quality. They like the stand. It's just it's just a plain good alfalfa. I mean, it seems like I get, if, I, if I get a uh, new customer alfalfa, they come back because they really like how the seed and uh, product produces. Now, we've got some uh, new varieties coming out this year. Are you kind of excited about some of the new numbers? Yeah, they got a new number coming out on the Roundup Ready line and, and, and another new number on the other side, too, that's not Roundup. So, yeah, but we, we've we gotten some other numbers that have got standability, so people like to stick with that, too. So we got whatever you want. You've got whatever you want. What kind of supplies have they told you you will have for the coming year? You're going to be able to meet all the needs of the farmers? Well, put it this way, uh, get your sales in earlier because there is, there are, we just got the price sheet in the last couple of weeks, price sheet, and there, some of the seeds are limited supplies, so don't wait the last minute to get your seed. How do they get a hold of you, Jerry? I know you're in the Deer Park area, but uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I guess probably my cell phone number or my landline, either one. Those numbers are? Uh, the landline is 715-269-5201. And my cell phone is 715-338-6647. So if you need Alpharex alfalfa seed in the Deer Park area, give, give Jerry Crows a call because he's been handling for a long time and he's got a lot of satisfied customers with Alpharex. And if we don't have it in hand, we can get it for you. Jerry Crows, Alpharex dealer in Deer Park. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, here we go on this St. Patrick's Day. Our little Irish lass is going to join us right now. That's Morgan in the newsroom, dressed completely in her Irish outfit again this morning.
Oops, wait a minute. Let me turn on the right pot. There you go. And ready to pinch you at a moment's notice if need be, right? <laughs> well, pinch or something. <laughs> can you smell my corned beef? It's in the oh, crock pot at I can, home. I can always smell it. Kind of smell it coming from Bloomer at this point, Donnie, uh, working on that corned beef yeah, cabbage up there. Uh, I like corned beef and cabbage and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not all the time, but on St. Patrick's Day, I do enjoy it. It so. tastes extra better today, uh, I do believe. It certainly is. Got good news for us? Well, I'm going to try. I have headlines, at least. We'll start there and work towards the good, right? In Wisconsin, we'll keep those headlines in the courts. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We know the man convicted of murdering his parents in the southern part of the state is being required to attend his sentencing hearing. The judge in charge of Chandler Helderson's case ruled he must be present for the hearing, which is scheduled for today. He requested to be absent from the hearing, but the judge said his request doesn't meet any exceptions to the rule requiring defendants to be present. Helderson faces a mandatory life sentence on two first-degree intentional homicide charges. Well, open wide and say, why? A Wisconsin dentist is now facing up to 10 years in prison after being convicted for intentionally breaking teeth to take x-rays and then file claims with insurance companies. He filed more than $4 million in claims with just one company over a three-year span. It was the new owner of the dentistry where he worked that said he discovered the misconduct after reviewing patient files. Well, more precautions for poultry, more restrictions being put in place to prevent the spread of that bird flu in Jefferson County. You probably heard Bob and Jill talk about this in the Midwest Farm Show, and we now know that the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection is monitoring all poultry production facilities within a six-mile area of that originally infected facility for the virus. In addition, the department is also banning birds from all Jefferson County ag events. That'll be at least until the end of May. On the world political stage, there's a Wisconsin connection. Congressional delegation is responding to that heartfelt plea from Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky on Wednesday. Maybe you watched footage of him go before Congress. Democrat Congressman Mark Pocan says that despite a request, he is unlikely to back that no-fly zone over Ukraine. Well, it sounds good on the surface. It also has to be enforced, and uh, that would likely fall on us, which would put us directly in the conflict. And I think that has been something that the president and I think many in Congress in both parties uh, have not wanted to directly do. And another congressman, Republican Mike Gallagher, says we need to keep an eye on China during the conflict. And if it's been a while since you've waited for the picture to go on your driver's license, you have a little bit longer to renew. The DMV said drivers over 60 who saw licenses expire in January or February must get a new one by March 31st. You likely remember they did close offices during coronavirus, so now they're giving older drivers more time to renew because of the pandemic. And if you're up to 64 years old, you can renew that driver's license online. And from here in our local 715newsroom.com. I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date with Bob Bosold and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. I'll have to renew my license in a couple of years, and when they get when you get to 64, you got to do that. Huh? Let me know if you want to, uh, yeah, put a little blush on the cheeks. I can help you with that mascara, Bob. I know you can. You're good. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You too, your smiling eyes. Uh, we'll keep smiling. That's the way to do it. Morgan in the newsroom this morning. We'll get to markets in a moment. Let's get to the markets. To Baron we go. Here's Amber with what happened yesterday. Sold from a dollar sixteen fifty to a dollar twenty three seventy five. High yielding choice Holstein steers sold from a dollar twenty to a dollar twenty eight fifty. Choice Holstein steers sold from a dollar eight to a dollar nineteen. Unfinished steers and heifers sold from a dollar seven and down. Cows, the top twenty percent sold from seventy five fifty to eighty one fifty, topping out at eighty two fifty. Sixty percent sold from forty six to seventy five, and the bottom twenty percent sold from forty five and down. Calves quality Holstein bull calves sold from 60 to 152.50, topping out at 155. 
Holstein heifer calves sold from $10 to $100. Light and poor quality calves sold from 50 and down. Beef calves sold from 100 to 270 Our next sheep and goat sale is March 19th at 10 a.m. We are having a horse and tax sale May 13th at 5 p.m. More markets. Let's head down to the equity barn at Sparta. Now, hear what Scott has to say about yesterday's sale. Slaughter cow market was steady today with 20% of the cows 70 to 84. 60% of the cows sold 55 to 69. And 20% of the cows sold 49 and down. Slaughter bulls were steady with high-yielding bulls 90 to 102. Canner and utility bulls 89 and down. Fed cattle were steady today with a choice overnight beef steers and heifers, 138 to 145. Your select a choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 137. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 128 to 135. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 123 to 130. The choice Holstein steers, 110 to 122. And the standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 109 and down. Replacement calves were steady with the top Holstein bull calves, 70 to 140. Your Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 50. And the beef calves, 150 to 335. Just a reminder, this Thursday, March 17th, will be our next dairy feeder sale with dairy starting at uh, 12, followed by feeders at 12.30. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to say Happy St. Patrick's Day to Jerry Fitzgerald. You got the uh, corned beef on the pot, Jerry? Well, good morning to you, Bob, and thank you. Uh, No, we don't. Uh, I'm not sure what it's going to be on the menu today. We didn't, uh, uh, I'm not a big Anyway, you know, it's, uh, so, you know, younger days, you know, years ago, uh, yeah, food was days. not really the main topic on St. Patrick's no, Day. Yeah, was, younger days, it wasn't corned beef and cabbage that we were worried about on St. Patrick's Day. It was uh, something else we consumed, but uh, those were our younger days. Well, let's uh, get caught up on the markets. How's it going so far with Stratford this week? We better do that, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning from yesterday, Wednesday here at Equ- your cattle sale yesterday, uh, lighter weight beef steers and heifers selling mostly from seventeen to a dollar forty. Your beef steers and heifers from one hundred five to one thirty seven. Holsteins in the range from ninety two to a dollar fifteen. Steers eighty seven to one twelve. The market portion of the auction yesterday on the fed cattle charge grading Holstein steers. From 107 to 118. High yielding choice and prime Holsteins yesterday from 119 to 125. And underfinished cattle, a dollar and below. On the market cow auction yesterday, these are conventional type cows. Higher yielding fleshier cows selling from 73 to 82. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's auction selling from 58 to 72. Cows below 58. Bull trade yesterday. Bulls from 87 to 104. Lighter bulls below 85. Market mostly steady this week. Better quality bull calves yesterday's auction, selling from 85 to 170. Top so far this week in the bull calves at 190. Heifer calves, very limited demand on those. Beef calves, good demand, 150 to 350. We did see those fancy beef calves earlier in the week, all the way up to And uh, just today, we're Thursday already, so our auction this morning does start at 11 o'clock. Marketing day here, uh, market cows, uh, fed cows, old baby calves, to those probably about 12 30 this afternoon 
Yeah, don't forget our annual district meeting for Equity Stratford is tomorrow at Country Air Ballroom. That will registration will start at eleven. I believe the meal will be around eleven thirty. And also, uh, we have a little bit the next week. Our next day sale here in Stratford that will be next Tuesday. Again, folks, we have a lot of information on our website about upcoming sales uh, both in April and in May. Uh, so take some time, take a look at that Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page and. Uh, I guess, Bob, that's all we have. Uh, folks, have an enjoyable St. Patty's Day, and the weather should be great again. And mm-hmm. uh, out and about yesterday a little bit, some folks are out there tapping trees, so we'll uh, see how that's going. Yep, it's getting to be that. Is maybe here. That's getting to be that season. That is for sure. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. We've got 36 degrees. We've got 48 today. Not 60, but 48's not bad. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get over to Thorpe, between livestock, talk to Michelle and see how the sun got us enjoyed yesterday. What uh, kind of a verdict was it for yesterday? What'd you do in the sunshine? Oh, well, I didn't get much time in the sun yesterday, but Tuesday was good enough for me, so. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yesterday I thought oh. about you and I thought, oh, she's got a sale to put together, so not going to mm-hmm. enjoy it. Enough, I so. did hit. I hit the parking lot once. I uh, made one lap, and that was it. Well, that's good. You opened the window at least? No, I actually didn't. <laughs> no, well, I thought about it, but... It takes a while to get used to the changing of the season, so that's uh, that's okay. Well, what happened at that yeah. sale last night? All right, thank you, Bob. Setting up the sale from Wednesday, March 16th, at Green Lockstock, Brunkett in the Slaughter Market, 80% of the cows, so from 64 and above. Market cows were 74 to 84, low-yielding cows 64 to 73, thin and weak cows 62 and lower. And the Holstein steer market, choice and prime, 118 to 128, select for 116 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, choice 120 to 134, select for 118 and lower. In the bull market, high-yielding beef types came in at 84 to $1.01 with the utilities at 80 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality hosting bull calves are from $90 to $138 per head. We tapped at $140 with a consignment by Cleetson Schneider of Thorpe. Lighter and lower quality calves, $30 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were $10 to $30 per head. Beef beef cross calves, $90 to $340 per head. In the hog market, butcher, there was no test on the butchers. Sows were $60 to $91. Boars were $28.5 and, and down. Our next show will be Monday, March 21st. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions. Or you'd like an on-farm visit, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the your livestock, your family owned an upright market. Have a great day. Well, it's going to be 60 again on Sunday, so you can get the grandkids over there and have a picnic. Did you grill out yet? Have I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You bet. Haven't you? <sighs> no. Well, No. All right. Well, I will, though, this weekend. Good. Good for you. All right. Well, what are you going to have? What time should I be there? Uh, probably about 5 o'clock. Five. <laughs> well, you never know. I don't know. All right. Well, you have a good one in spite of it, and give me a report next week. Sounds good. You take care. There she goes. That's Michelle over Train Livestock in Thorpe. And Synergy Co-op bringing us our Board of Trade, which was lower yesterday because of Ukraine and the uh, interest rate hike. But overnight, a little higher. July corn up 7 at 7.04. The oats up a dime at 6.20.
Wheat up 6 at 10.48. July beans up 9 at 16.35. Meal up 20 cents a ton, 4.65.90. Some of our country elevator prices, wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville, 6.54 in the corn, 15.82 on the soybeans. Dummers in Holman, Buck Country Grain Arcadia, 6.57 and 15.83 on the DTN screen. Golden Plump, 6.38 for the corn today. At Baldwin and also at Elmwood and Fall Creek, corn 6.46. Beans, 15.7. Corn is 644 in Durand and 1571 in the beans. Mondovi 648 and 1569. And at Osseo, corn is 651. Beans six uh, beans at 1569. Over at ADM and Stevens Point, soybeans cash today at 1548. Out at Elk Mound, corn is 639. Beans 1577. Sparta 654 and 1572. Ellsworth 641, 1556 on the beans. Ethanol plant, Boyceville. Checking in with corn price at six seventy one. Dairy down yesterday. Barrels down four at one ninety eight. Block cheese down seven at two oh five. Butter unchanged two seventy three and a half. March class three up a penny twenty two thirty eight. April down fifty three twenty two eighty eight. May down fifty four twenty three thirty three. June that was down thirty nine at twenty three seventy. And July down thirty at twenty three seventy. Thirty six right now. Cloudy day about forty eight. Not a bad day out there. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.